0: episode 347 of global from asia talking to james kwan partner at jumpstart talking about changes and adaptations of businesses and life a little bit in hong kong but globally and and it's a really fascinating conversation let's let's tune in now Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up, actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to download and listen to or stream Global From Asia podcast. can't believe we're almost 350 shows here i feel like a little bit of a flashback we're back in hong kong you know I, I i know we've kind of ventured off into like nfts and with crypto and handshake the last few episodes and you know e-commerce last few years I'm kind of bringing it back to the old school we're talking about some stuff we talked about many years ago we have james kwan one of the partners at jumpstart magazine he's done jumpstart it's more than a magazine now. I mean, man, he's taken us to a whole new level. And we talk about that in the show. We talk about kind of the adaptations all of us need to go through in the ecosystem of entrepreneurship and business to stay relevant, to stay in business, especially in the last 12 months. I mean, even before that, especially with Hong Kong and cross-border trade, trade wars, you know social unrest we don't get too political but we talk about being a business person and adapting to that and and how he's grown uh his business and jumpstart over the last year and it's 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 some good insight so after the interview i'm gonna do my blah 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 where i'm gonna share some of the stuff he mentioned about cyra and science park and others we've invest hk we've had these previous shows also in global from asia back in the day in archives we'll link those up in the show notes on our globalformationcom slash jumpstart. Thanks again, James, for sharing. Let's tune in. Are you looking for banking solutions and your international company that wants U.S. banking for your U.S. business? Mercury.com, we've had them on the show. Travis Price was a guest, definitely check it out. We also have a full video review with me giving you some overviews and tips of how to apply. Totally free, and they're supporting e-commerce and cross-border businesses around the world to open up an online virtual U.S. bank account pretty amazing. I'm using it for my current Amazon business successfully and I love to recommend what I promote. So if you want to support the show, check it out. It's also totally free. There is a little bit of a cash bonus for you and for us if you use our special link at globalfromasia.com slash mercury or read the whole review at globalfromasia.com slash review with s reviews slash mercury. Thanks again, Mercury and Travis, and everybody there for your support for the show and the community. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to listen to or watch a global from Asia podcast. James has been on my list. I just said before recording, I can't can't believe we haven't had you on the show yet. James Kwan, uh, amazing entrepreneur and you know in, investor and connector, and 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 he's running JumpStart, which has become quite an empire since I've seen it happen and originally from new york city new york came to hong kong 2009 and have been doing amazing things in the community i I saw your amazing linkedin post you're doing the third batch of an incubator accelerator actually accelerator accelerator is a better way so thanks for coming on james thanks so much
1: mike thanks so so much for having me It's, it's, it's my honor to be here
0: yeah yeah we're we're really happy to have you so You know, I remember Founders Institute is when we first met, I, I think that was, yeah,
1: 2015, I think we met.
0: Okay. And, and then you've, you've been really networking in the community, you know, and building it up and, and do you want to share a little bit of your, you know, background, how you, how you got into the startup ecosystem?
1: Yeah, yeah, Certainly, I'll be happy to share. So basically, I, I I met Mike in 2015. I think I wanted to retool a bit of my my knowledge. I was always a serial entrepreneur. For sure, um, back at, back in back in New York, I, I've always try to do everything on my own and run businesses that actually had some upside for me. So even when I went to graduate school, I, I, I had a side gig that actually ended up being able to pay for my entire graduate school, two years of MBA, my apartment in Manhattan, my car. So it was, it was a good journey, but things always have an expiration date, right? So I just jumped on something hot. So it wasn't really an entrepreneurial, full-fledged entrepreneurial business I was building. It was a side gig. And when I finished my MBA, someone actually asked me, can you help me with my family's business? And that's when I came in. I developed a textile company, which is totally out of my range. The company actually came in and they were serious to get me on board. They wired money to my bank account and basically said, let's do it. I find out that this company I'm working for had 5,000 retail stores in China, the leading brand of home textiles in Southeast Asia. I took it over. I sold to every major in New York. Three years later, I was the executive director of the IPO in Singapore. Oh so that God. was early on in my career. I came over to Hong Kong. I really wanted to retool and get back in the community. I'm new into the community. I went to Founders Institute. That's where I met Mike, right? Yeah. So, and that journey begins. So in 2017, I had the great opportunity to take over Jumpstart. I think we both know Yana. And, yeah. and, 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 and she, she was building something really great. She was great at media probably wanted some more assistance in the business side. I'm a more business guy with no media experience. So what I did was I, I took the company and I built it to what is it today. We consider ourselves an innovation as a service company because we do so much more than media. We do media, we do corporate innovation, we do 125 global events. We wow. partner with Draper U, we're the only partner at Draper University here in Hong Kong. I'm the only advisory pitch member for south by southwest so we we created a global network and and now we're running our accelerators bringing in teams from europe southeast asia south asia into hong kong and helping them build their business so we we do a lot of things with investors as well so it's the whole gamut right anything it has to do with innovation we're touching on all those all those cylinders and firing on all those cylinders so it's been fun it's been a great great journey so far
0: Wow. Yeah, I know. I mean, the things you've done with JumpStart. I've I've been to a few of your different events, and and you've you've really grown it. Like innovation as a service. That's a great. That's a great way to say it.
1: Yeah. I mean, because we could no longer say that we're in one sector, right? So we've done so many different things and and grown what we've done, but we touch everything on innovation. So we even teach kids innovation. So we teach kids as young as eight years old. Yeah. Recently, we got a grant from the government. We're the only private kind of company that actually got the grant, helping high school students learn about innovations so they can actually explore that going into university.
0: That's great. I know. I've I've always seen the JumpStart for kids and and yeah. pictures. It's it's yeah. great. I mean, I think that's that's really special for sure. I mean, because education is, I think, the best way, right, At the, as early as possible to get them get kids being innovative, being creative, being open-minded. You know, I think that's, that's really has some really amazing impact.
1: Yeah. Especially in Hong Kong. I think the buy-in has to come in when they're young, because I think Hong Kong is set in a system where (laughs) I'm going to buy an apartment, I'm going to get rich and I'm going to work in banking. And it's just been set too long in that, in that mindset. So the mindset is changing that, which is great. A lot of parents are, are really embracing what we're offering.
0: That's true. I mean, you're from New York City. I mean, wouldn't you say that, you know, I feel like New York and Hong Kong is both somewhat similar in the fact that there's this pressure to, you know, financial, financial hubs, right? There's a, you know, expensive real estate kind of, you know, close living would, wasn't on my question list, but I I don't know if you want to give us some comparison in Hong Kong. And
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I see the two different areas. I think Hong Kong is, to me, a, a bit more stable in the sense. Or we had to talk about the, people's, the, the way people think, the way people approach education, the way people approach work. I think it's a bit more stable and more predictable. When I had young kids, I think that was like a, a great thing. New York City, to me, is a bit more unpredictable in good ways and bad ways, right? So you're going to meet... Great people, wonderful people. And then you're also going to get the other side, right, where um, maybe maybe education is not a main focus. I think, you know, being in Hong Kong, there's a lot of Confucian value flowing around and education is important. And I think in New York City, it's about the hustle, right? So you're going to get a lot more innovation, a lot more innovators out there. But it doesn't mean that's all good, right? Because there's also that that underbelly coming out of New York. You lived in New York.
0: I lived. Yeah, we were talking before recording. um, I mean, five five. When I have
1: my kids when they're young, I'd rather have them in Hong Kong when they're when they when they finish university they want to live anywhere in the world they could they're they're equipped to live in new york right but yeah it's different it's more difficult the other way right like i have friends in new york who who tell me oh yeah my kids are in high school and one of the rules we have is that they can't take the subway they need to take the bus from one location the other location because it's above ground i feel safer yeah Um, and you know, and now I'm gonna get a little political, a little. Yeah, political. I mean, I guess it's and,
0: kind of on my list. We're gonna to have to get into this a little bit. The, yeah, the
1: like, Asian American situation in the U.S. is tough now as well, right? I like, I'm know, watching the news. Man. What happened in Atlanta yesterday? That's was- horrible. Yes,
0: yes. I honestly, I have to say, I haven't. I try not to read news because it's just so depressing lately. But I saw headlines, and I'm afraid to read too much. But yeah, I, I, it's really sad. It's really sad. I mean, that, yeah, Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. What would you, you know, what do you, I guess this is, I've heard already people choosing to go to Canada or other places instead of the U.S. already because of this, you know? Well,
1: I mean, my heart is American. I just live in Hong Kong, right? And I just make a life choice, a life decision for myself and my family.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's really sad about that. I mean, you know, I, obviously I have, I'm obviously uh, Asia. you know, I'm in China now and plan to be Asia long-term and yeah, I have a Chinese wife and makes kids. And uh, it's, 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 it's scary some of the things I was reading where uh, some Asian American are afraid to go to go outside by themselves without like a Western, you know, or white faced or foreign non-Asian person or something. It's, it's really bad stuff for the U.S. system. Yeah, it's supposed to be, yeah. a, it's not supposed to be like that, right? That's the, it's kind of going not against what, what the that. U.S. is meant to be, which yeah. is, yeah. yeah. And growing
1: up in New York, I never felt that issue. I mean, you, you, you grew up in New York, New Jersey, and you, you know, there's always going to be some form of racism, but I think this racism is getting out of hand right now, right?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, know, uh, yeah, it I went doesn't to the, help.
1: It, it doesn't help when people call it the like, Kung Flu. I think it starts there, right?
0: Yeah, or the China virus or other things like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, some ignorant leaders that say stupid things and pass yeah. encourages encourages that kind of thinking, which is yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably move on. from. Yeah. Let's, let's, I think there's enough, you know, we're here in Asia, you know, we're, I really want to talk about Hong Kong. I mean, you were, you said political. I was also, it's on my list. You know, I haven't been to Hong Kong. I can't go. I mean, I want to go. I, I, you know, but I mean, man, there's been massive changes. I think anybody probably listening now is curious. You're doing this accelerator now in March, 2021, you've done a couple before you've been there since 2009. I, I would just love to hear what you're th- you know, what what's you know, there's COVID, there's trade wars, there's obviously these previous, you know, protests, things like that. I mean, man, it's been a crazy, crazy few years. I mean, what what have you let's me within your within your perspective and with these innovation and accelerators, I mean, what what are you seeing?
1: I mean, it, it, everything is affected. I mean, everything affects something else, right? If there's any issues politically, it affects something. Trade wars with the U.S. that affects things. That was crazy. Now COVID. I mean, COVID is the doozy, right? So it's- the borders have closed. I mean, previously issues that are isolated to Hong Kong is Hong Kong, right? Or or Asia. Now it's no one could leave their own home country to travel confidently somewhere else. So it affects business, no doubt. But But what I see is that people have been adapting to the situation, right? So we're doing this via Zoom. Everybody is doing virtual events. People are finding more strategic ways and companies that actually have strategy, companies that adopt innovation, I think have a higher chance to succeed during these periods of time. Traditional companies can't adapt. They're gone. I mean, you, you, you see it all the time. And same thing in the innovation community. The startups that were teetering, they're gone. I could see that a good twenty-five percent of startups in Asia, Southeast Asia, is probably collapsed. If they were startups that began pre-COVID, now I feel the ones that survive were better. So good for investors because now you know who's the survivors, um, who actually is building up revenue. And you know, uh, we have a mutual friend that's actually I'm going to use them as example. Do you remember? You remember Ho Yin from Founders Institute? He was like cohort one. Well, anyway, he pivoted from his thing. He did a virtual platform. And I, I hear that, you know, sales prior to COVID were, were not really going anywhere. COVID hit and he's he's making eight figures right now. Wow. In revenue.
0: Congrats. Dude.
1: So that's amazing. And you know, there are certain industries that are gonna get the pop, and there's certain industries that you have to be smart and strategic. You have to pivot and you have to make it your market. I mean, at, at Jumpstart, once COVID hit, we hit the wall. We didn't know how to react because all our events were canceled, everything got canceled. Now I'm happy to say we, we got leaner, we got stronger. The first three months of 2021 represents to us maybe the entire revenue already for the last year or so. So it's been good for us because we adapted. And I think uh, companies have to learn how to adapt or, or taking a, t- that's the big statement, right? That's a big saying.
0: I would agree though. I mean, I mean, even within online business, e-commerce sellers, you know, a lot of people in our community, they got, cr- it was scary for me. I mean, it was March last year, almost exactly a year ago. Like Amazon stopped accepting non essential shipments. People had shipments. They didn't put in that they were, you know, containers or logistics. And, but now it's like most, I mean, of course, it depends on your category. If you're selling like travel products you're you're maybe not doing so well but certain most maybe i'll say most or you know if you're not in like a seasonal category or something that you're they're doing better than ever right you know for sure and there's more there's more acquisitions which we even talked about a little bit before recording and there's a lot of investment into e-commerce and yes it's but yeah for sure the traditional people that didn't listen to, you know, it's not like they didn't have a warrant, not, I mean, didn't have enough time to go online before, but I think it accelerated that a lot, right? Everybody's going online. And if you can't adapt, yeah, you're, you're, like you said, it's bold, but it's true. If you're, especially it's been a year now, right? I mean, you can't just keep paying, you know, paying your business the same way without finding the right way to get the new revenue for the new world.
1: Right, right, right. Otherwise, like like we said, 25% of businesses who couldn't figure it out are no longer here. And unfortunately, with startups, you need, you need cash so you can have at least a reasonable burn rate, right? Yep. Um, your runway is usually really tight for startups. So it didn't help. And so, Amazon. Nice. Amazon is a great example. Amazon is booming. I mean, I buy from Amazon twice a week. I buy from Amazon more now than I did before because of the situation, right? Yeah
0: and then from the u.s and they ship to to hong kong or
1: yeah i mean they ship to hong kong 49 dollars free shipping i mean yeah. um, the u.s is 29 right so 20 dollars more if you're shipping to hong kong and it's a great thing because it's hong kong is that cheap you live there right i so know, you know man i've
0: been there been there like so yeah i mean let's let's talk a little bit about the scene in hong kong like i even kind of curious so you're doing so even even a local startup is all online. I mean, is there events? I saw somebody do it on, I guess you're, so it's mostly online accelerator, online events now, even now?
1: Yeah. So we tried to actually do something in person. We were having our fingers crossed, but it looks yeah. impossible. And our teams are not from Hong Kong. We have one team from Hong Kong. We have uh, teams from, we have one team from Sweden, two teams from India, one team from Thailand, one team from Hong Kong. And it's a very niche area. We're in retail tech. We're in lifestyle tech, fashion tech. So we're in that space. But even even at that, we wanted all the teams to come in. They all wanted to be here as well, but couldn't happen. So we did the best thing that we could for the teams. And we held a hybrid event. We had all the mentors come live to our space. We had here, we had people. You know, mentors still want to get together, right? Say hi to each other. And then we just simulated... The teams being here live we had a big phone board with the background we put workstations out so we walked the the mentors and their their advisors to them and then we'll just make an introduction like we're live so we cool. tried to simulate as much as possible i believe that people could do it on zoom but i believe if we could find a more interactive better way we could use partial zoom but also have the people who are available to show up in person to come in. And I think that the, the mentors did want that. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather have a slice of pizza and a beer and then walk course, around with mean, the team or, or be in your pajamas at home and meeting the teams, right?
0: I mean, that's a trade-off, right? But I think half the time, the real talk, the real deals happen at pizza and beer, not at the presentation, you know, not, not at the that's demo, right? right? So... That's
1: right. I always believe it was the after-hour drinks, right? After-event drinks, that's when you're <laughs> going to make the connection. So we we tried to simulate that a bit. It's still tough, but we're all getting vaccines, right? So we're all getting vaccines soon and maybe things may change.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, we're all hoping it's, I mean, some of my friends share on social media, they said two weeks, my, my, my butt, you know, I was just saying butt, but he, they, originally they said two weeks of lockdown, like in last March, somebody, you know, some news or article or government said two weeks <laughs> yeah. within a year but well, yeah, it does seem yeah. like vaccine is coming yeah. you know like what what would you say again i, I guess political but it's also just the, the you know with all these things that are happening in hong kong i mean is the expat versus local community or, or ecosystem i mean what what have you was have seen
1: yeah, I mean, I, I don't see that much of a, a divide, the expat and local community. I think I think early on into that whole innovation space and journey here in Hong Kong, it was very expat heavy. One reason I would say is because probably innovation and startups were more acceptable in their home countries. They came over to Hong Kong and they saw an opportunity to start their own business and they didn't have that traditional mindset in coming to Hong Kong. I'm not going to come directly into banking. I'm going to do XYZ, which is different anyway. So it was an easy segue. The local community, I think, has caught up a lot in the last few years because they see that globally startups are booming. And anybody who could think innovatively, create a brand new product, create game changer... So I think, so I, I'm just saying that probably for every 10 startups right now, nine of them are still locals, but in terms of representing on the, I think the speaking circuit is probably 50-50 at this point. Okay. Um, things are evolving, but I think a lot of the, the local companies are a little bit more low-key um, Yeah, in terms of how they go out and promote themselves.
0: Yeah, it seems similar to what I recall too there, but it's happy. I'm happy to hear that there's, they're they're growing the local because i mean that's the future right i mean any communities the local the local community whether
1: yeah 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 i mean even, even if you look at the, the the unicorn companies here in hong kong i would say 90 percent of all the unicorn companies are
0: okay Ex- exciting exciting
1: yeah yes 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 yes
0: so you know do you want to share some 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 examples of, you know, maybe through your accelerator program or some startups that you'd like to maybe spotlight or, or give us some insights about what they're working on or?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, a good range here in Hong Kong. I think I can talk more about sectors that I think- Sure,
0: are sure, be, that's fine. Um, yeah.
1: Place. I mean, anything, I, I mean uh, anything that's gonna feature a COVID solution, such as virtual conferencing or virtual networking, that's going to be really good. E-commerce, as as you could tell, has boomed during this this time. I mean, honestly, before COVID, I don't think Deliveroo or Food Panda was doing quite well in Hong Kong. Now, I think. I mean, they're cash rich, they're expanding, they're hiring new teams, they're sending out press releases about new locations and central kitchens or something, you know. It's just a lot of buzz around that. So companies that, or industries that that might not have been the sexiest has seen a resurgence, right? I think anything with crypto, with with the prices going up, would be great. NFT is is the big thing right now, right? I mean, I think there was... There was a top shot, I think. There was uh, Rob Gronkowski, right, from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's the most, probably winningest fullback in NFL history. He went out and just did virtual cards. He made $1.2 million overnight just by doing virtual cards. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I think industries like that are are really great. Hong Kong is still always going to be solid in prop tech. I think prop tech is always going to be strong. FinTech is always going to be strong. AI, robotics, big data. the the usual suspects right if you move into southeast asia is a totally different segment that may be great right logistics will always be good at tech so it it really depends on where you're at yeah there's there's some good cut so innovation wise space is changing it's maturing it's it's just developing in the right direction in hong kong and it needs to it needs to reach, I think, the younger generation. And that's the big key.
0: I agree. I mean, there's, the, the government, I think, has been supportive. I mean, I think Hong Kong, InvestHK, I, I haven't talked to them recently, but they seem pretty pretty supportive of the community.
1: It's amazing. I mean, yeah. for, from a startup perspective, probably one of the better government arms that support in the, the infrastructure, the ecosystem really well. I mean, they do it from the Start Me Up Festival, but I think yeah, the people yeah. involved in that division truly love startups. I mean, you know, you know, Jane and Charles and
0: Jane, yeah, Charles, yeah, yeah, they're awesome.
1: And Stanley, they, they truly, yeah. I mean, if you don't have passion for it, you're not gonna, it's not gonna show, right? Now it's like these guys really are 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 pushing the ecosystem. That's a good thing. Great, and it's from a good part, a good good space in their heart.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with. I agree with that for sure. They're, they definitely yeah. stand out and they're very approachable. I mean, anybody can book an appointment with them free, right? You know, I try yes. to tell people just schedule an appointment at their office and they, they really help you like no, no strings attached at all. It's really amazing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the ecosystem is good. Oh, one thing I could help your, your, your community with would be, did you ever tell them about Cyberport or Science Park and the programs available there? Because it's free money, right? It's,
0: yeah. A long time ago, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you apply, they like your innovative solution, you get 500,000 Hong Kong dollars, which is, what's that, 65,000 US, and they don't take any equity, right? You just need to meet the KPIs, you develop a business, and beyond that, you'll be eligible for R&D grants, you'll be eligible for the SME export fund, I think that allows you to do events, so that's your community. If you go outside and do events in other countries, They'll pay 50% of the expenses. Then you're eligible for uh, the micro fund. And this all adds up. And there's no equity taken until you take the micro fund money, if it's ever offered, right? So these are good things I think the community has to offer maybe. And, and there's no geographic boundaries. So if your community that's listening to you, Mike, is from China, Japan, Korea, Taiwan, U.S., everybody's eligible. So oh. that's, a, that's a good thing about Hong Kong. They 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 really want a wide range and diverse group of people coming here supporting the ecosystem.
0: I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. This is great. Thanks, thanks, James. We'll also link some of those. I was a long time ago. I interviewed some of those, uh, the SHK people. Well, I'll link them for people to hear there too. And of course, their official sites. Let's let's. Uh, I think it's been fascinating. I know you're super busy, and I really appreciate your time. Of course, I'd My love pleasure. to hear more about Jumpstart. You know how. How can people get involved or, you know, what, what, what are some pro you got the accelerator third batch happening right now? Like, you know, our listeners are like, you know, digital nomads, e-commerce sellers, import exporters, you know, what, what are some things they could find out more or, or participate in?
1: Yeah, I mean for at, at Jumpstart we actually have two 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 methods to create our media. One is our print magazine which is distributed in 11 countries and 39 cities across Asia and Australia. We have our online it's www.jumpstartmag.com. Either way, we reach a very specific niche audience of innovators, startup founders, investors, government agencies who are interested in innovation and chambers of commerce, of course. So if anybody has Press releases that you want to talk about. We're happy to publish these for free. You can just go on our site, submit your press release. We'll help you promote this. And then you can always link back, right? So for your social media, you can always be as seen on Jumpstart. And I think it helps a bit, right? Because it kind of validates uh, a journey of, let's say, a new entrepreneur or a new um, startup. So Mm -hmm. we're always here to support. We run innovation programs. We're actually at the point where we're exploring uh, a venture capital fund that will reinvest the money into early stage startups in Vietnam, Indonesia, and India. So if anybody's interested in that journey, reach out to me as well. You could just go and jumpstartmeg.com and you can look for me.
0: Okay. That's James great. Kwan. Yeah, James Kwan. So, That's great, man. Thanks. <laughs>
1: Thanks for having me, Mike.
0: Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. Open up. Well, you got
1: to come here. You got to come back to Hong Kong. We'll, we'll grab some beers.
0: I know. I mean, I keep thinking I'm coming back and coming back or visiting or at least, yeah. Hopefully soon, you know. I guess I'll get some shots. Hopefully not in the wrong hole, but you know,
1: <laughs> you know, like uh,
0: yes. I'll get some shots and then probably see you soon,
1: man. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll connect. We we'll, we we'll, we'll, we've always kept in touch, which is a great thing, right? Yeah, I
0: know. I've been we've had calls and chats while I've been in the same room for. Uh,
1: <laughs> we see you at events, so we're, we're, our circles will always uh, yeah. uh, catch up to each other. So, great. Thanks so much, Mike. For having me, it's been a pleasure, and and thank, thanks, thank your whole community for for listening.
0: Okay, thank you too. Enjoy these shows. Enjoy these people. We have such amazing people. Honestly, I just got a really good uh, feedback from one of our members about the last mastermind. It's small. It's meant to be small. It's meant to be private. Some people want it recorded. They can't make it, but they're not recorded. At least are intimate roundtable masterminds where we really get to know each other on a more intimate basis and help each other. And that's what really is valuable. I mean, I love these podcasts. I love sharing this stuff totally public. We put this on Chinese WeChat, YouTube, iTunes, our blog. But we have some, basically the big difference with our membership is smaller and private and uh, more intimate. So if you want that, we're also working on some more more and more bonuses for members. Check it out at globalfromasia.com slash VIP, I think, or GFAVIP.com is the easy one. We got so many websites. Ah, thanks again in advance. All right. Thanks, James, for that. It's got my haircut. You know, I probably look different, but same day, same day. Three hundred and forty seven shows. Check. Done. Globalformation.com slash Jumpstart. We're going to link, of course, to JumpstartMag.com, FSHK, other resources, also some interviews in our archives. And I said in the intro, I was going to talk about some of the things that we've learned. It's its true, just like James says, I mean, Hong Kong is a very open uh, environment for international startups, international people from all backgrounds, all races. I mean, that's what makes Hong Kong special is it's, uh, it's this East meets West mixed together and everybody is generally friendly and welcoming and the government is there to really support that. You know, we mentioned some people there we know by name. You can literally just book a free appointment in their office or probably by phone call now at InvestHK, which is a government organization or a government body that basically helps entrepreneurs and businesses. I've sent people over there. Listeners have definitely just scheduled a call there. We've had them also in some of our webinars. We should get them back on the show. We've had Charles Ning there back, I think episode was like less than 10. I mean, 2013, I interviewed him and they just keep keep it up and they and like they really love what they do there's also cyberport which is down in hong kong island which is a a beautiful facility and they they have financial support and uh, you know of course free facilities and uh, and grants to help startups and uh, a lot of uh, different startups in this in this show over the years have been through that program have been based there we've also i've even spoken at events there we also have science park which is up northern hong kong and that's that's another great facility for for startups and there's a separate program there that you can choose between basically i choose these are the top two programs cyreport and science park and we'll link to them and the, we do have interviews with these representatives from these people But probably first would be book at investhk of course you can join our membership it's gfa vip supports us supports what we do here but they also have amazing free things there in hong kong that's what they're there for so i i'm really always amazed at the power of hong kong the strength of hong kong and that's how this show even started you know the first 10 20 30 40 shows were about hong kong business hong kong banking hong kong startups hong kong investments so I hope this show was a little bit of a refresher for those that remember those earlier shows and I always listen to feedback from people. We got a lot of people want to come on the show, trying to keep up with the requests of guests. Still, every other week, we had our masterminds. We've been really fun and helpful to people in our community. We're actually going to probably double down on some private content or private events for these members, which you're welcome to apply for. We just want to get you know a little bit before we, we get you in there. But I think I'm going to wrap it up for now. Thank you so much for being here with me and all the way till the end of my blah, blah, blah session. GlobalFromAsia.com slash jumpstart episode 347 over and out. See you in the next episode. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.GlobalFromAsia.com. That's www.GlobalFromAsia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.